Hello, Catherine here. I wanted to let you guys know that we are putting together a really scrappy, I'm currently recording this in my closet, uh, mini season speaking with chefs about the COVID-19 crisis. So we're finding out how it's impacting their daily lives, what they're doing to try to help their staffs and their businesses and their families, um, and tricks and tips for staying sane, what they're doing at home, cooking, spending time with their families. Um, we want to know what they're up to uh, and how we can help. So we hope you enjoy the season and we look forward to a time when we're all hitting up the Boston restaurant scene again. Before I dig into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you to keep your eyes on thefoodlens.com. Yes, sadly, our restaurants are still closed, um, but a lot of our local chefs are putting out some really great content and we're getting some of that up on our website. So we have uh, recipes from uh, Jeremy Sewell and Michael Scalfo, and we're always adding new content, uh, new takeout options. Um, so keep your eyes on the site. Uh, as for this week's episode, we're chatting with Jamie Bissonnette of Little Donkey and Toro and Copa, and we're going to talk with him a little bit about the relief efforts that he's working on with Off Their Plate, uh, as well as how he's managing uh, some great takeout options that you can get at his restaurant Copa. And I'm also going to ask him about what it's like to be a newlywed, love in the time of COVID. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for for talking with us today. Um how are how are you doing today? I guess we'll start there. <laughs> today is a good day. I mean, I woke up not um, you know completely freaking out about the uh, the state of the world. Um, so I, I guess I feel better today than I did yesterday. Just take it one day at a time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that's kind of all we all we can do. Uh, so we really went back and forth on what to do um, with this podcast because we had recorded season three and had all these really fun conversations with chefs and it just didn't really feel like the right appropriate time um, to release that. But we still want to be talking to you guys and figuring out how we can support you and just be hearing how you're doing um, and just giving chefs a platform to talk about whatever they feel like they need to talk about in this really intense moment. So um, I know you've been involved in Off Their Plate and I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what you're doing there. Yeah. So, uh, so Natalie, who started off their plate, reached out to Ken Oranger, my business partner, and then another good friend of mine, Tracy Chang. Uh, and the three of them started this, and then I came in to uh, help execute through Little Donkey. And what we're doing is Off Their Plate is a charity. They're raising money and taking the funds and are able to provide money to the restaurants in order for us to, to cook and produce food for the hospital workers in the ERs and whatnot, and ICUs, things like that. Uh, what that does is it puts some of my employees uh, who are out of work back on payroll, uh, which is great. It's not full-time, but it's a, it's a great start, and it's got the morale up. All the people that are working are wicked pumped to be feeding the frontline hospital workers, and then the hospital people, when we're dropping off, are beyond ecstatic. So it's been great. That's awesome. I actually heard about it. My downstairs neighbor, um, she's an ICU doc, and she's like, have you heard about this organization? It sounds so awesome. So, you know, obviously this is not the fix um, long term. It's great that you guys are able to, you know, rally as a community and, you know, do what you can for both the crisis and and your own restaurant family. I'm I'm curious what uh, your day-to-day is looking like right now and maybe how you're thinking about the future and when we get to the other side of this. So my day-to-day is... uh a little bit different. I've always been a kind of a night owl waking up, you know, a little bit later in the morning, like eight or nine o'clock. But these days I'm waking up much earlier, going to bed much earlier. Um, so in the mornings it's getting up, 
reading what's going on, see if I missed anything overnight and that happened over in Europe or Asia. Uh, check in with the teams in Bangkok and Dubai with our restaurants there, which are closed, uh, just to see how they're doing. Um, and then it's, you know, every other day we have a conference call with a consultant out of DC who's helping us, uh, you know, with some lobbying efforts to get our voice heard for what restaurants need out of uh, Massachusetts and federally. Um, and then from there, it's make breakfast. And if it's a day we're cooking for the hospitals, it's go to the restaurant, um, completely de, like, uh, completely sanitize the kitchen. Uh, we do that every day before we prep, um, get all, all of our orders in, you know, uh, in order, I guess, and get ready to prep. And the days we're not feeding the hospital, we, uh, I head over to Copa and I meet with the teams there because we're start, we had started last week to do takeout and delivery, not, uh, contact free from Copa, which has been very helpful as well. Very cool. So two things there. One, you have such a unique perspective having uh, restaurants on the other side of the world um, in places that really dealt with this crisis first. And I'm curious how that's affected, you know, your thought process and, and how you're managing the crisis. You know, with the way that this has has uh, kind of covered the planet, it um, Bangkok seems a little bit um, like a little bit behind the U.S., and how they were dealing with things at first, uh, not like in how they were doing it, just in the actual timing of it. Um, and they, they seem to be doing really well with social distancing. Um, all the restaurants are closed and we're offering just takeout and delivery. Um, Dubai is pretty much shut down and people are uh, staying inside, which, you know, it's, it's kind of a shame because it's, we're just getting to the end of the nicest season there. So it's like the most temperate time to be outside. Although with, um, what's going on, you know, everybody's just staying home. Right. And then back to Boston, Jamie. So you guys are doing takeout and delivery. I want to hear more about that. And I'm also curious if, uh, the Baker bill that allows you to do beer and wine, if that is making any kind of difference for you guys as far as making this all make sense. Um, so Copa was awesome. We closed for two weeks and we figured out what our standard operating procedures would be to be the healthiest possible. Um, and we talked to consultants, um, everyone from Lauren from Grade A Safety to people in the health departments in other cities um, and other chefs just to, and, and also the ICU workers and hospitals. And Natalie, who, who started off their plate, has a really great eye and detail for the cleanliness that we need to do. So we wanted to make sure that if we were going to do COPA takeout and delivery, that we were as clean and healthy and, you know, as possible. Um, so that was, that was great. And we've seen the a great demand. We're a neighborhood restaurant. We're small and we have pizza. So it's, it was kind of a no brainer. People are stoked. The new bill that Baker passed so we can sell some beer and wine has been fantastic. Uh, we're selling a little bit of beer. Uh, we've sold some wine. Um, and then we've also been selling sparkling wine in the bottle. And we sell it with uh, a kit of things on the side, non-alcoholic things, of course. So we can actually sell kits so people can make spritzes at home, whether it's, you know, if you have your own Aperol or if you don't, you, it's uh, all the non-alcoholic things that you just need to buy a bottle of Prosecco. Um, some of the other accoutrements and you can make some spritzes. It's been pretty cool. I'm very happy to hear that just completely selfishly. I've been really missing good cocktails and I'm just don't have the bandwidth to make them at home right now. So I'm not sure if that's, um, going to be something that will happen in the future, but I don't know if like bottled cocktails or, um, anything like that is in the works. Yeah. I mean, not us. It's not going to be legal for, uh, for anybody to rebottle alcohol and sell it. So, okay. We're sticking just with, uh, you know, bottles of wine, bottles of beer. 
but I did hear that people are going to start to, uh, there are some people that are starting to bottle cocktails and legally being able to sell them from markets, which is really exciting. Awesome. That is very exciting. Uh, and then on a more personal note, didn't you just get married? I got married uh, yesterday was my one month anniversary. Congratulations. Um, how are you guys, you know, coping at home? What does your routine look like these days? <laughs> it's been really interesting. We don't, we didn't live together before getting married. We have two homes, but we live on the same street about, you know, a little less than a mile between each other. Uh, Song, my, my wife lives next door to Toro and I live in Chinatown, both on Washington Street. So it's been great. Um, we spend time at one apartment and then when we've like, you know, been there for four or five days, we can go on vacation to the other apartment. <laughs> it's been pretty fun. Um, but, you know, getting married, it's like, hey, you guys don't live together. You're getting married. You're going to try to buy a house. You can't do any of that. You can't go on a honeymoon, but you have to spend 24 hours a day together in the same small, you know, 800,000 square foot apartment. Sounds like a reality show. Yeah, totally, man. But it's awesome. I love it. I mean, we're, we wake up, like she makes me breakfast some days. I make her breakfast some days. I'm doing a lot of cooking at home. I'm making uh, like long, long fermented breads that, you know, we're, so we have fresh bread every day, making homemade pasta, lots of stuff. So we're keeping busy and having fun. Song's a phenomenal cook. She makes the best buffalo wings I've ever had. So. Oh, that is key. My husband was asking for buffalo wings yesterday. Um, and is this the most that you've cooked at home? This isn't the most I've cooked at home, but it's the most that I've cooked at home consistently, um, I guess. Like I used to cook at home a ton, uh, but now cooking at home at least – at least seven or eight times a week, at least. Um, if you and if you count like reheating leftovers in breakfast, I'd say I'm probably cooking fourteen times a week. It's awesome. Wow. I love it. That's the that's the one light at the uh, that, that has happened in this. Is uh, I'm get, still getting getting to cook. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take up uh, too much of your time, but I would love to know how can we support you both in the charity work that you're doing and also just supporting your businesses. Well, we love support. Um, I think supporting the businesses, look at what we're doing at, at Copa. If you want to take, get some delivery through one of the delivery apps or you want to go online and brave, uh, brave the world and drive down and get some curbside pickup, that kind of thing, we would absolutely love that. Uh, there are, if you look at our social media handles, Toro Boston, Copa, Bo- uh, sorry, Toro Restaurant, T- Copa Boston and Little Donkey Boston, um, we have some T-shirts available through different people that are doing cool merch things, um, and yeah, that, that, that's uh, that's how you can support us. Awesome! And are are you guys open every day? Yep, we're doing takeout at the restaurants every day at Copa every day, and we're working on possibly doing a limited takeout run for Toro starting next week, but we uh, we shall see. If you want to support Off Their Plate, which would be great, we just hit $1.1 million in donation. Uh, that's really helpful. All the money that you, you put on the – you know you can go in through their website, and it's very clear where the money goes to, how we're using it, um, and how to donate is super easy as well. Tax deductible, people. If you've got some extra scratch, please help us. Um, and you, you have no idea what it means to the residents and the ER docs that are getting these meals. It's just – them feeling that people care about what they're doing when they're working these crazy hours in these dangerous places, um, it, it really brightens their day, and it's pretty awesome. It's a great feeling. I mean, that's what we do, right? We're, we're restaurant people. We're, we want to be hospitable. We want to make people's day better through food, and we're able to do that a little bit. So that's, that's a small success in this weird, weird time we're in. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, we will direct people to your websites um, on our website. Uh, and hopefully we will see you, you know, with a Perone and, you know, some crazy poke bowl or something really soon. Yeah, we're going to have tons of food, tons of beverage, ready to party and ready to celebrate once we're all able to go out. But between now and then, if everybody wants to help out, just stay at home. Here, here, for sure. Thank you, Jamie. Hi, guys. Catherine here. I hope you are staying safe and healthy and staying home as much as possible. Because we are all cooking at home a lot more, I also wanted to offer you 20% off your order at notjust.co. The Not Just Company is the company that I co-founded to help you cook better at home. And in addition to selling Not Just Pasta Sauce, we also have tons of recipes. And guys, we are always happy to help you make dinner. Just slide into our DMs and hit us up with any questions. Uh, That is literally what we're here for. So head to notjust.co and use promo code TFL20 at checkout for 20% off your order.